You're listening to the weekly podcast of City Church Orlando, located just off of 1792 at 650 Airport Boulevard in Sanford, Florida. Our website, orlandocitychurch.org. Today, Youth Pastor Glenn Wolf will begin our new series called 40 Days of Love. God has designed us to grow in our walk with Him for a lifetime. Growth should be a major goal in each of our lives. Our scripture text comes from Deuteronomy chapter 30, starting at verse 20. Today's message is entitled, How to Enjoy a Lifetime of Growth. I've entitled this message this morning, How to Enjoy a Lifetime of Growth. How to Enjoy a Lifetime of Growth. And I have this uh, miracle grow here, and uh, kind of a little enact, and you'll, you'll hear more about this later. But I got this miracle girl, and this stuff is amazing. Has anybody messed with the miracle girl? I have it, but I just I I've, I I did when I was in when I was in high school, and I've read about it, and I saw pictures, and it's just amazing how you can take a normal a normal plant or like a tomato, and you throw miracle girl on it, and bam, it's just crazy. And I was thinking about is is there some type of miracle grow for you? Is there some type of miracle growth for your, for your own spiritual growth, for your own personal growth? And I was talking to a, a young guy, a college-age student in our church, and this was a couple weeks ago, and I've had this conversation with pastors and with friends, and I'm sure you've had this before, and maybe you're having this, even this conversation as I, as I talk about it, it's going to ring in, in your heart. But he came up to me and he said, you know, Pastor Glenn, I, I feel like you guys make it out to be so easy to grow. And he said, I feel like I'm at church, and he's like, I'm in a Bible study. He is. He's in one of our Bible, in our, in our, in our men's group, in our youth church. And uh, he said, you know, it seems like it's so easy to grow, but then I just find myself not growing, and I find everybody else growing except me. And it just seems so fabricated and fake, and I'm not understanding why I'm not growing and why everybody else is. And he said, you know, I, I read the Bible, but he said, for whatever reason, I find myself, I'll have kind of a one-time experience or something like that, and then and I'll be close to God, and it's kind of like a roller coaster ride, and then all of a sudden I find myself down again, and then I find myself up again, and I seem to not be able to grow. And he literally, he's talking to me, and he says, Pastor Glenn, is there any hope? Like, I've been doing this for a while. Is there any hope? And I said, yes, there is. And we find this in your handouts. Does everybody have your handout this morning? The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, let your roots grow down to him and draw up nourishment from him. So you will grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth that you were taught. Let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all that he has done. These, this verse promises growth if you let things happen. So you will be strong and vigorous. And you got to understand, God has designed you to grow. He's designed you to grow. Not just for a moment, not just for a little while, but he's designed you to grow. And I'm telling you, our God, there is hope for you to grow. I'm not talking about just for a series, not just for 40 days of love, but actually for a lifetime. That is the goal, that we would grow for a lifetime. Somebody say amen. amen. And what I've, what I've come to realize as I, as I begin to study, and there's actually a book that we can purchase that goes along with 40 days of love, which I came up with most of this, ser- this sermon on. But there are three different experiences of, gro- of growth that we find. The very first one is the one-time experience of growth. And, uh, you know, that might be something where, like, you went to a camp meeting, or, may, or maybe you went to an encounter, or, or maybe it was just a Sunday morning service where God just really touched you. Uh, you know, his, his supernatural was upon you. Maybe you were healed in, in the middle of a worship gathering. It could have happened outside of church. It could have happened in a small group. But you had a one-time experience, and, and, and uh, something might have happened supernaturally, but nothing was really built upon it. 
And it leaves you feeling uh, kind of this way of just saying, I know things could be different because of what happened, but I don't know how to get that back now. You know what I'm talking about? That's that one-time experience. It's, it's, man, something happened to me and I can't quite pinpoint it. And if I could replicate it, maybe I could have built on it, but I never built on that experience. And so I find myself just with a one-time experience. The second type of experience of growth is a kind of a time-to-time experience. Every once in a while, you'll, you'll seem to grow a little bit, but then you fall right back in. You have a little bit of progress, but then you have long periods of being disconnected from God. I like to call this kind of like the one step forward, eight steps back type of deal, right? Like we take one step forward for God, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves kind of just further than where we started. And you know, um, that, that, that's, not the God, that, that's not the principle or the goal of our Christian life. And you know, as I was reading about this, I was debating this, and the more I think about it, the more I, I agree with what I'm about to say. That the goal is this. It's, it's three steps forward, two steps back. Because here's the deal, and I, I said, man, what are you talking about? You know, I'm young, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm, if you ever get around me, I'm full of faith. Like, I'm just like, you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, it's eight steps forward, baby, no steps back, I'm taking the city. You know, I just get real excited. But the reality is that we are human. We really are. And the goal is progress. The, really, the goal is progress. And if you're here, and if you have this, this expectation that, man, I can never mess up. I can never do it. You know what? We are striving for perfection. We are. We are. I, I mean, when I come to the altar, and, I, and, I, and I, if I sin and mess up, and I ask God to forgive me, it isn't like, God, forgive me because I'm going to do it again. It's, God, I'm never doing this again. I mean, that is our mentality. That must be our mentality. We are striving for perfection, but we have to understand that we are imperfect people. We aren't in heaven yet. Amen? And uh, we're not God. And so I just, that principle, just to keep it more, more just in us, is that it's three steps forward, two steps back, but either way, we're making progress. The goal is to make progress. Everybody say, make progress. The last uh, experience of growth is, is you can enjoy a lifetime of growth. And man, this is the goal for every single person. And I love this idea because I, if I could just, I like word pictures. Anybody like word pictures? And so uh, we think of growth as like a rocket, you know? I don't know if you ever, when you were young, you ever had like those rocket kits and like you could like ignite it and man, that was awesome. And don't ever let Dave Stewart get near that because that would be probably bad. <laughs> He's not even, where is he at? He's not in here. But I love Dave. Dave would love a rocket. If you want to get Dave a, a toy or something like that, get him a bottle, get him a rocket where he can ignite it. And he'll love it. He'll just, he will go crazy. And, uh, but, but our, our experience of growth is not, it's not a rocket because what does a rocket do? It goes straight up and we love the idea of that. Naturally, we're like, yes, man, I'm on fire. You better get, don't get too close. You're going to get burned, you know, like this or whatever. And, and we just kind of have that, have that tenacity. But the reality is that what does a rocket do? It's, yes, it shoots straight up. And yes, it shoots fast. But then all of a sudden it gets out and it comes right back down. And the word picture for you for a lifetime of growth is a mountain. It's climbing a mountain. And it's this. It's that you're going up a little bit, and then what happens? You kind of go into a ravine, right? Has anybody climbed a mountain? You kind of, all of a sudden, you have to go up a little bit, and then you go back down. My senior year of high school, we actually had to take a trip, and we had to climb a pretty considerable mountain. And uh, I remember, I'm like, what are we doing? I'm walking down, trying to get back up. I don't get this. This doesn't make any sense to me. But that is the word picture that we must understand in growth. There are times where God will play hide and seek with you. There are times when, when you'll come into a worship service and God is just all on you and you can feel it and that's incredible. But then all of a sudden he kind of distances himself because he wants you to learn 
how to, how to chase him. He wants you to learn how to fall in love with him. And so there is, that, there is that time where you are going up and you're going back down, but eventually you're making progress. And even when you're going into that ravine, you're still 100 feet higher than where you started. Does that make sense? And so that's the lifetime of growth that we're asking for. And I don't care what age you are, God is still growing you. I don't care how young you are or how old you are or what, what place you think you are spiritually. God is still growing you. He's still testing you. He's still prodding you. He's still encouraging you. He's still rebuking you. And you know what? I love that because every time he rebukes me, every time he corrects me, that means his hand is still upon me. And I don't need to fear. Somebody say amen. amen. And what I found is that uh, there are three ingredients that it takes to grow. There are three ingredients, and I, I believe this is for every, especially if you went to an encounter, you don't want, bless you, you don't want that encounter to simply uh, just kind of go away, but we want that to stay. And so there are three key ingredients to seeing growth in the long haul. Everybody say the long haul. Number one is commitment. Without commitment, there is no growth. And you've got to understand this morning, God is committed to your growth. He's already made that commitment. He's already decided that he wants to grow you. Now, I know you can look at me, and I kind of wore this kind of big shirt today because it makes me look a little extra buff. But bottom line is, is I know this is kind of crazy, but I just ain't that strong, all right? I'm just not quite, I know that, I know that really surprises you, and don't run out out of shock, okay? But I'm not quite a bodybuilder. Now, I used to work out, and, and it didn't quite really work for me, and so I'm kind of just working out spiritually, you know what I'm saying? I just... I'm like, weights, the Bible, weights, the word. I'm like, the word, come on, you know. And, uh, but you know what? If I was, if you've ever worked out, and there are some pretty big guys here, even, even this morning, uh, if you've ever worked out, you know that it takes, man, it takes a commitment, doesn't it? I mean, and, and here's the deal. We, we see people, like, I look at, uh, at LeBron James, and I remember in high school, I actually got to play against, against LeBron James. He was huge. I'm like, you can't be 17. He was 17 years old at the time. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, you are a full-grown man. I remember I was playing basketball, and it was at a national tournament when I was 10 years old, and there was a six-foot-five 10-year-old. Promise you. And so I'm sitting there. I haven't hit puberty yet. You know, I'm like, I'm going to, you're going to lose, man. You know, like, and he's just six-five, 10 years old. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I'm like, you can't be a, a boy. Like, you're a man. And, and, you know, and we look at LeBron James and we just think, man, he has this natural ability. And yes, he does. That is true. But it's what he committed that ability to is why he is where he is. And I'm telling you, I love what Tommy Barnett says. If you've ever read anything from him, he says, the miracle is in the house. The miracle is in you. You are the miracle in your, in your household. You are the miracle in your, God has given you every single ability and it's what you do with those ability. He's given you this church. He's given you his Holy Spirit. He's given you uh, a family. He's given you relationships. He's given you these things so that you can make a commitment and grow in the abilities that God has given you. Somebody say amen. I love what the Bible says about being fully committed. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I love that. Titus chapter 2 verse 14, it says this, it says, he gave, his, he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing what is right. Jesus did not just give his life just to forgive you. You got to get that. 
He didn't just give his life just so that you can just kind of come to church uh, just half full or whatever. He did not give his life just so that just to wash your sins away. Yes, he did that. And that is true. But he gave, he gave, he, he's laid down his life so that you can have a life of abundance. And I'm not talking about material stuff. Just having an abundant life. Being able to lay your head down at night and have peace. Being able to lay your head down at night and say, man, I, I serve the Lord today. I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm, ex- I'm joyful about this week. That's what God laid himself down for you for. And that's what we've got to commit to. I love what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 20. It's in your handouts if you have those. It says, choose to love the Lord your God and to obey him and commit yourself to him for he is your life. I love that word choose because I don't know if you noticed, but there is a point for all this. But, but t- today at the end of this service, we're going to give you the opportunity to, to sign up as a host home or simply just to sign up and join a small group. And we are challenging every single 40 days of love. You can see the banner in the back. It's starting in two weeks. Our small groups are going to be starting in two weeks. But we already, we already want to start positioning you so that we know exactly so you can hit the ground running. And, uh, and so even right here, what are we asking you to commit to? We're asking you to commit to three things. Uh, the first thing is every, every small group doing 40 days. Every small group doing 40 days. And uh, this doesn't mean the PATH class on, on Wednesday. That's a different deal. That's kind of a discipleship training. I'm talking about every single small group, no matter what, if you're a women's group, if you're already in a small group, we're challenging you for these. For, we're all going to link up. Wide Open Church, our youth ministry, we are going to be doing small groups. Our, our children are going to be doing 40 Days of Love. Our whole church is going to do this. And so that's number one. We're asking you to choose to commit every small group doing 40 Days of Love. The second thing is everyone in a small group. Everybody say that. Say everyone in a small group. That means you, right? That means you. And so we're challenging every single one of you to be in a small group. The third thing we're asking you to do is to, is to be a host, to be a host. And, and I, I have an acronym for being a host. And H is for having a heart of, for people. O is opening up your home or, or, or just any open type of place. S is for serving something to drink. And T is for turning on the DVD. Listen, hear me out this morning. There are thousands of people in your community even in your, whether it's your job, whether it's, uh, it's your family, whether it's your community, whether it's your apartment complex, whether it's your townhome community, whether it's your housing development, whatever the case, there are thousands of people in the city that need this 40 days of love, that need to learn how to love. Somebody say amen. <laughs> You're like, man, that guy that cut me off this morning. Yeah, he need, I'm going to track him down. He needs to come to my small group because he needs to learn how to love more. But there are thousands of people and they will not Learn love unless you open up your home. Unless you do it. They're waiting on you. To, I, and may, maybe, you're, maybe you're at a business place and, and you get an hour lunch and you guys just, instead of just eating, you know, snack food or whatever, and, and just bring in a DVD and, and serve them some food and grab a couple Pepsis, just a couple cans of Pepsi or whatever. And you don't even need to have, necessarily have to have popcorn, whatever it takes. And just, you could even do it at your office. Say, hey guys, listen, our church is doing 40 days of love. Um, and we're just, could, would you just even want to just, we'll do a small group. We'll have a small group and you guys can come. There's no, you don't have to sign up. There's nothing like that. You can just come when you can. And I'm going to open this up for you because I love you guys. And so we're going to learn love together. And isn't that easy? It's, it is, it isn't difficult. And so we're asking you to do that. You will have the opportunity at the end of this service. And I love what, what 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 says in the message. It says, go after a life of love as if your life depended on it, because it does. Because it does. And I'm like, man, I want to go after love. The second ingredient this morning 
to, to having a lifetime of growth is balance. Everybody say balance. balance. And specifically, it's a balance in learning God's truth. Without truth, there is no growth, right? We cannot grow on a lie, right? We must grow on truth. We can't grow on sand that can just kind of melt away, or that sand doesn't melt away, but just drift away. We've got to grow on a rock. We've got to plant ourselves on something that's, that's real, that's, uh, that's just genuine, that's true, amen? And so we've got we've to be balanced in God's truth. You know, think about miracle grow. Miracle grow only works if you give it in balanced doses. I read the back of this thing because I've never done it before, okay? And I'm trying to figure it out. And it says very clearly, it says, uh, where's it at? It says plant it right. And then it says feed it right. It says two to three weeks. You've got to keep kind of every once in a while. And I love this. It even says this on here. It says, it's never too late to start feeding. I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like, it's never too late just to start growing. You know, I'm like, man, this is like a sermon. I can just start right here and just say point number one, plant it right. Point number two, feed it right. You know, and, and uh, man, that just excited me. But the only way that Miracle Grow works is not just a one-time deal, but it's balancing it out. It's feeding it correctly. And so we're going to look at what does it mean to really be balanced in God's word and his truth. And uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, it says, And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're away on a journey, when you are lying down and when you are getting up. There are so many ways. This verse just kind of solidifies the importance of small groups. And we're going to look at, I love this. When I read this in, in the book that we're selling in the back, uh, it's called The Relationship Principles of Jesus. When I read this in there, it just stuck out of me, and this is out of that book. But we, in, we intake knowledge a couple different ways. We're talking about intaking God's truth. Stay with me this morning, all right? All right, normally I'm, I'm shouting, and we're having like a Holy Ghost meeting or whatever, but this morning, I just, I want to implant. This is much more of a teaching type of message. And uh, first one is that the way that you, the way that we intake truth is by what we hear. Everybody say, by what I hear. And so you hear the truth, right? And listen, this is so funny because do you know that after a 72-hour period, we only, we only remember 5% of what we hear. Now, this is, just, just hear me out, all right? Now, everybody be, be true about this one, okay? Sunday morning. <laughs> this is so true. You heard a great word. You know, I mean, a really good word. You're like, man, that was for me. You go to Pastor Eugene or whatever, and you're just like, Pastor, man, I, I don't know if you, you read my, you, you read me this morning. Like that was completely for me. The Lord spoke to me. And you know what? All of a sudden you go pick up your kids over in, over in kids church. You come back over, you get to the car. And then all of a sudden you're about to call somebody and tell them about the, the word. And you can't remember anymore. And somehow by the time you left the service, an incredible word. And by the time you got to the parking lot, you already forgot it. I was talking to my wife, uh, I think it was on Friday night, and she was watching, uh, I hung out with the guys, we kind of had a guys night, and so she hung out with the girls, and she got home early, and so she was watching an episode, I can't remember what it was, and she was like, babe, I can't wait to tell you about it, it was so funny, and I got home, I said, what was it, or I asked her the next morning, I said, what was the episode about, she's like, I can't remember. And I'm like, really? Like, it was that good? And, and right, we do this. This happens. Like, we just simply forget. And, uh, and so one way, that, one way that we intake God's truth is by hearing his word, right? And uh, the second way that we do it is by reading the truth. You read the truth. And, and we're challenging you, if you'd like to read, along with this 40 Days of Love, is buying that book, The, principles, the Relationship Principles of Jesus. But the, but the truth is that we remember about 10% of what we read and hear after a 72 period. So now we're getting better, all right? So we've just doubled in how we, okay, now let's keep going because I'm excited. Okay, number three is we discuss the truth. 
we discuss it. And uh, this is exactly why small groups are so important is because you're going to have all, you don't even have to come up with it. The DVD's already made. We've already got it for you. All you have to do is just host a home, be nice, and just don't scare anybody. And then automatically your host home is going to grow. And then you guys just get to discuss it. And you know what? The, the, the crazy thing about this is that 5% is what you hear. 10% is if you hear it and read it. It goes to 50% if you simply discuss it. Wow. 50%. It, it, I, I feel like I could just stop right here and say, hey, let's all get in small groups and let's discuss because this is so important. And you know what? And not only that, but you know, when you get, a, when you get into a small group, and I love the fact that our church is so diverse. I love that. I love that. I don't, I don't, there's people in this church that don't think the way I do because I got something to learn from somebody that thinks differently than me. And you know what? It's even more important than you just discussing it with your wife because I know, I mean, even I've, I've almost been married for a year. I already kind of know what my wife's going to say and the way she kind of thinks and the way that she kind of views it. I mean, I could almost just say, you're thinking this. She actually did that to me the other day. She's like, you, you thought exactly this way. And I'm like, you're totally right. She's like, yeah. And so you know what? You need a bigger, broader perspective than just your spouse. It's good to get around a group. And you know what? It's good to get around people that don't know God. I challenge that our small groups would not just be Christians, but we would just get people that just, man, want to love. That bottom line, they're just like, you know what? I want to love. And so you might have people that aren't saved. You might have people that have been Christian for 50 years. You might have somebody that just got saved. Man, to hear those opinions. And, and, and even, even as a young guy in my 20s, man, for me to get around somebody that might be in their 50s and 60s that have seen so much more life than me, man, I want to hear what they've got to say. I want to hear what they've got to say. And you know what? If, if you're maybe in your 40s, I challenge you, get around some 20-year-olds and hear what they're talking about. Hear what they're talking about. You see the beauty of our diversity, of just coming together, multi-generational, coming together, and just, just getting along and, and, and discussing. There's, there's a power in discussing. Number four, we've got to memorize the truth. Man, you start memorizing, and you're definitely going to have it. No doubt about it. And uh, we're going to challenge you during this, during this 40 days of love to memorize a portion of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is the love chapter. Everybody say the love chapter. And uh, the, last, the last thing that, that we do in order to intake knowledge is by doing. By doing. This is so incredible. If you would do the sermon. You know, I just, I believe in this church. We have such, we have a, an abundance of word. We've got good word. I mean, you've got like, if, if we served word on Sunday morning, man, Pastor Eugene, whoever's up here, whoever he brings in, our, our pastoral staff, man, there are some, you're getting served. But the question is, what are we doing with that word? And if we're not discussing it, if we're not intaking it, if we're not deciding to actually change with it, then the word is void because we're not doing anything with it. And so I really challenge you, we gotta memorize the word, and then also we've gotta do the word. If we would do the sermons right away, then we would grow in such a way. And, and in these 40 days of, of, of love, in your small group, you're actually gonna have the, the opportunity to actually do one project within these 40 days. One project of just love to the community, and there's, there'll, be, there'll be dozens of, of ways that you can do that. And, but we must have a balance in learning God's truth, amen? Does that make sense this morning? Lastly, lastly, first of all, we, we must, the key ingredient is commitment. Second is balance. Third is relationships. Relationships. You know, I was thinking about this. Doing life without relationships is like going to Disney by yourself. It stinks. Bottom line, right? It's, it is not fun. Man, I don't know about you, but I do not like to go to Disney by myself. 
Now, I know people, there are some people, they actually like to, to watch movies by themselves, and God bless you. But I don't. And, you know, it is so funny. I, I, I remember Keenan had a birthday party, Pastor Laura, and, and, and we always joke around about this because Pastor Eugene is just, he's awesome. And, uh, we, and if I get around Pastor Eugene at all, it's automatically we talk about the church all, almost all the time. Not unless it's golf, maybe, but it's almost always church. And so we're sitting in Pirates of the Caribbean, and, and we've got all, my, all our young people there, and Keenan and pastors in the back, and he kind of leans over. First five minutes, you know, uh, and, and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I, he just leans over, and he's like, man, I'm just thinking about how we can, uh, how we can just grow, you know. And I'm, and I'm like, pastor, there's a movie on. You know, I'm like, can we, can we watch the movie? And he's like, oh, I know it's a good movie. I'm like, you're not even watching you know, I'm like, I don't, and he, and he, and he does that. He does it sometimes. He does it sometimes. And he specifically did that then. And I'm like, man, you know, uh, for me, I like to go with people, you know, now I don't necessarily want to talk to them while I'm there, but I still like to go with them. And I, and when I go to Disney, man, I like to go to Disney and I don't know about you, but I just, I tell our leaders and I just, I, I have this idea that wherever I'm going to go, I'm just going to have a party. I'm just going to, if I'm going to go to, I tell our leaders all the time, leaders lead. This is just a sidetrack. Leaders lead. I tell our leaders, I say, go to McDonald's and eat a Big Mac in a way that just leads somebody else to want to eat a Big Mac. You know, right? That's being a leader. Just, man, a leader is just somebody, when they stand up and worship, they lead the people around them in worship because they're just leaders lead. And when they pray, they're going to pray in a way that leads others to want to pray. And when they drive, they're going to drive in a way that just wants other, man, I'm going to drive like that, man. It's so awesome. And you know, and I don't know about you, but I just feel that way. I'm like, if I'm going to go to McDonald's, and if I'm going to spend $3.33 on a double cheeseburger, you know, I'm going to have a party. I'm going to bring as many people along. If we ever have a work day up here, if you've ever been a part of our work days, man, they're fun. They really are. Are they hard? Yes, they're hard. Do we work hard? Yes, we do. Do we always eat pizza? Normally. Okay? But you know what? But you know what? We have fun because we, just, we decide it's going to be a party. Because, man, I just, it's all about relationships. It really is. And we're going to see some key principles even here. I, I love what, uh, what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 says. When it just comes about relationships and stirring one another on. It says, under his direction, the whole body is fitted together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. Did you hear that? You help others in this church grow. You help your spouse grow by the words you say and by the relationship you have. You help Pastor Eugene grow by sending him a a letter, just walking up to him and saying, hey, listen, I don't know if anybody's told you, but thank you. Man, that that person at Arby's that might might have been working a double shift or maybe at 7-Eleven, you just walking up to them and saying, hey, I just wanted to tell you, you're doing a great job. Sweat dripping down there. Taking the time and just having relationships just enjoying. And you know what? What I find is that we are so goal and task driven. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I am like so guilty of it. I really am. Like I am, I am, I am such a visionary and I'm so goal driven. I'm the type, man, I lay it out. Like I've got a list and exactly what I got to get done. And I want to get it done today. And when I get done with that list, like I rejoice, you know, I'm like, I get excited about the list. I'm like, man, the list is all, you know, and I'm like, is this list worthy? You know, I'm just, I'm not sure. And, and uh, then I finally goes on or whatever. And I'm goal driven. And I challenge every single one of you. You are goal driven. The fact that you're even here this morning, Shows that you're goal driven because you're like, I have a goal. I've got to be at church at nine in the morning and you are here. And some of you might have got here a little late. So we're still working, right? And we're getting there. But you know what? Sometimes we can get so task oriented. We can get so goal driven that we miss the, the opportunity of relationships. We miss it. Let me, let, me, let me explain. Okay. You walk up to somebody. I'm going to walk up to this stand right here. And the stand begins to talk to me. And this is exactly what you think. You walk up to somebody and you're about to talk to them. And this is what happens. They're talking to you and you're thinking this. They are really important. 
And I really need to be listening while they're talking right now, right? You're like, I really need to be listening to what they're saying. But I'm already thinking about what I need to do right when I leave this conversation because I was headed somewhere. Right? We all do this. Your child comes up to you and you're like right in the middle of something. And it's so hard. Your child's been talking to you or whatever. You know, one thing I can tell you about my father is that my father took time. I can't explain it. I don't know how he did it. He's got patience beyond belief. My father always took time, no matter what I was doing, no matter what stupid thing I was coming up with or deciding about or whatever, and he would sit there and look me in the eye. Maybe he could just fake it really well, but it seemed like he was listening to my conversations. And even to this day, it meant a lot to me that my father took the time to really have a relationship with me. And you know what? If you don't watch it, you will be task-driven. Even in your small group, if you're like, man, i got to get 50 minutes, and that's it. Okay, so we can do it in an hour. And so, okay, hey, John, great. Okay, you're pouring out your life to me. God, God bless you. Let's go. Everybody out. Come on. All right. Hey, you, you, you didn't finish your Pepsi. Come on. Here's, just take it on the way. Just go. Take the brownies leave, you know, or whatever. And, uh, and we can just get so task-driven task that we forget about this. The beauty of relationships. And think it, l- listen to what God says. Two greatest commandments. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself. The two greatest commandments. I mean, if I could translate this into what into our, our process as a church, wouldn't it be like, come on Sunday morning and worship God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and then be in a small group throughout the week and love people as yourself? Does it, wouldn't that be exactly what he's saying right there, just as a church group? And so I'm just, I'm really, I'm challenging every single one of you. Be in relationships. And are relationships easy? No. It might blow up in your face. It really might. Relationships are scary. Sometimes when, when that person at Arby's or whatever, uh, or, or just wherever, let's say Walmart, if they're having a bad day and you walk up to them and you're like, hey, I just want to tell you you're doing really well, and all of a sudden they curse you out. <laughs> you're like, man, I probably shouldn't have said that. No, no, you should have said that. Like that you're doing your job, but it's not always going to be perfect. You might have a small group, and I've done it, man. I've had small groups that just did not go real well. But you know what? We laugh about it, and you have such a, a good uh, base, and with, and with Christina helping us, I mean, you are going to have the packet that you're going to be getting. It is so self-explanatory. But listen, it's not candy-coated. It's not perfect. Relationships aren't perfect, but we are called to have them. Amen? Relationships are so key. And uh, let me just recap. Three ingredients to healthy growth. is number one, commitment. Everybody say Commitment. Number two is balance. And number three is relationships. And I'm challenging you today. Listen, this is an unorthodox sermon. Normally we're going to you know, have a crazy altar or something like that. And I like that. I like to just get. But this morning I felt, I felt like this. Okay, I could have you come to the altar and then you never get plugged into a small group. I, I could have you come to the altar and, you could, and, you, and maybe you have this nice one-time experience. But you're, not even, you're never going to discuss it. And so really what we're asking you to do is to sign up for this. And our ushers are going to be coming forward. And uh, just even as, as I'm talking about it, um, ushers, go ahead and come forward. We're going to be handing this out, and I'm, I'm going to show a video in just a second, but not quite yet. And uh, you're going to have the opportunity to sign up, and it's as simple as you're just going to fill out your information. Make sure, that, make sure that it's completely legible, because that's the way we're going to call you, and that's the way we're going to sign up. And listen, even if you're here this morning, and uh, well, you know what, we'll get there in just a second, won't we, Christina? So I'll just go ahead and wait. But I'm challenging every single one of you to be a host home, or to be in a small group. And you know, man, if, if there's any part of you that says, man, I, I think I really could do it. I think I, could, I think I could get four or five people and we could get together, some of my girlfriends, and we could really do this. And all it is is for 40 days. We're not asking you to do this for a year. We're not asking you to commit to a three-year period. We're talking 40 days. Even, even, if you're, even if you have a spouse, you've already got two people. You technically could do it by yourself. You could like host your own spouse home group. 
So you already got two people. So then you call your best friend, she calls her best friend, and all of a sudden you're at four people. If they got spouses, all of a sudden you're at eight people. It's, it's not hard to find eight people or ten people to get together and to have a small group. And so we are challenging you as those are, as those are passed. I'm challenging you to be the church that God has called us to be. And I'm telling you, this 40 days of love, I want this. Can I just, can I just be really candid with you this morning? I want this. Like, like I want to love people more. I was, I was telling at, in our prayer service last night at 530, I just said, you know what? I don't know about you. I want to love people more. Like, I, I just, I want to have such a heart for people. I want, and I, honestly, I want the world to love better. And even those that don't know God, I want them to love better. And so I'm telling you, I, I just, let's do this. As a church, let's come together. Let's, let's have a small group. Let's do this. And let's, let's seriously leave here 40 days from now on a lifelong journey of consistent growth, and of, and of love. Amen. Father, I just pray your blessing upon every person that's heard your word. And God, even as we talked about, let it not return void. Lord, we know it won't. God, and we ask you right now, I pray for blessing. I pray for a financial blessing upon this church, upon every person that's heard your word this morning. Lord, I pray over their relationships, God. I pray over their jobs. I pray over their family. I pray over children. God, I pray right now that, God, you will have your way this week in every single person. And I just declare over you that may the Holy Spirit, may the peace of God flow through you this morning. Flow through this week. May his love abound in you more and more and more until the returning king. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message, How to Enjoy a Lifetime of Growth, with the youth pastor, Glenn Wolf. For service times and more information about City Church Orlando, please visit our website anytime at orlandocitychurch.org or call 407-321-9600.